This is WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Coming up next, Art on the Air, with your host, Rob Hessler. Welcome to the 100th episode of Art on the Air. Each week we feature guests in conversation about their theory, practice, and current projects, as well as the state of the visual arts in our community. We bring in artists, curators, art writers, and art advocates to give us their take on what's happening around Savannah. This week, we've got Angela Burson in the studio. Her exhibition, Peep Show, opens this Friday, October 18th, over at Location Gallery. Plus, we've got a field note with Jose Ray. His exhibition, Flora, also opens this Friday, over at Sulphur Studios. And we've got a special second field note, a top secret field note, with someone that I think you'll be familiar with. We'll play that in the early part of the show. So let's get started with this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. And this is Art on the Air on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, and yes, it is episode number 100. Very happy to bring that to you. And we've got a great in-studio guest this week. Angela Burson is in the studio. Hey, Angela, how's it going? Hello, I'm very well. How are you? I'm so happy to have you here. You've been a, a favorite of mine for a long time, actually. I I uh, have to admit, I told Angela knows this, but um, I have a couple of her paintings on my wall, so that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Cool to have you in the studio Thank finally. Thank you for having me here. We also got a couple of field notes coming up. As I mentioned in the intro there, we've got Jose Ray, who is having a show over at Sulphur Studios, and he talked to us all about that. It's called Flora. It's also opening this Friday along with Angela's show. Oh, you know, before I forget, Angela, what's your what's your Instagram and, and Facebook again? Let's get the people that info. My Facebook page is Angela Burson, B-U-R-S-O-N. And my Instagram is the same, all one word, Angela Burson. Yeah, so you can check that out. We also posted up a bunch of her images up on the Art on the Air Facebook page. So if you want to follow along with that, that's a great way to to get some images in your head while you're listening to her talk about those images. Now let's get into our first field note, our special top secret field notes with, well, somebody that's probably been on this show more than everybody but me. Let's listen in. Art on the air. Hey, this is Art on the air. It's <laughs> Wednesday at three o'clock. Welcome. Who is this guy? Special, <laughs> special guest, David Laughlin, for the 100th episode of Art on the Air. The prodigal son has returned back into. Well, actually, you came to the studio, so it's sort of not really returned, but. I camped out in front of his studio overnight so that way that he couldn't ignore me. David, was, yes. we are in your studio here at, hey. at City Market. And of course, as part of being a host on this show, we're not really allowed to talk about what we've been doing. But of course- What you been doing, Rob? We're not gonna talk about what oh, I've been right. doing. We're gonna talk about what you've been doing at your gallery here at City Market. So tell us, first of all, where is this, this gallery? Yes, this is a beautiful spot where above Belfords I even use on Instagram the hashtag above Belfords I don't know how they feel about that but I'm looking over Franklin Square I'm looking over Congress Street we're in the southwest building of the four I believe it is I'm studio number one it's huge and glad to show my work and glad to show some guest artists we have my parameters are that I can show a guest artist once a month Ah. without having to go through the review system and all that jazz. And so it's sort of a continuation of 
we're promoting artists again. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And we're having teas as well. And Sunday having tea, performers yeah. come in and things like that on Sundays. Tell, so yeah, so tell cool. us about Sunday tea. When does that happen? How's that? What's, what's Sunday, that three to six. And I like to broadcast something from around four o'clock. On, uh, on your Instagram? And we're just going to do the uh, Facebook and Instagram broadcast, yeah. But just something to show. Because we have different performers come up that uh, I just like to highlight people who don't usually get a lot of recognition, for one thing. And if they're interesting, uh, that's the criteria. Mm. It's sort of what we were doing before, except except I'm in this studio now instead right. of that one. And so. then you don't have to deal with me saying, David, what the no, heck is going I'd on I'd love here? to deal with you, actually. <laughs> you could come by any time, have some tea, and we'd talk. As a matter of fact, it'd be great to... Uh, talk to people with you so it's i want a conversation is what it is and and what's your instagram for people who want to check out the live oh video? i can't even pronounce it it's the id of dav t-h-e-i-d-o-f-d-a-v why don't we just do a link well i mean because you can't actually embed a link in an audio recording oh right here can i click lol okay there we go we got it click that link while you're listening to this interview <laughs> now you've also got something else i think is really interesting first of all the the gallery is as you said huge as it's i would huge. say huge yes the it, it is parlor gal- style <laughs> yes parlor, parlor style definitely way, yes. definitely very comfortable and when you first walk in the door is this going to be the world's smallest gallery? That's right. We have the world's smallest gallery, and I have applied to Guinness Book of World Records for this. I've looked this up. The smallest one on record now is three by four foot in Indiana. This one is, what would you say, two by two foot for the gallery itself? Uh, yeah. The well, base of the gallery is about, uh, yeah, what, three? Three by three? At, at biggest. Yeah, that sort of makes the yard. We have small trees up. We have little benches inside the gallery. I have a bunch of the miniatures that I've done over many moons. And so they work really well within this. And that's also open for displays from guest artists who have miniatures as well. It's great. I mean, it's like it looks like a model of a gallery, only it has actual real paintings in it. Yeah, I like the little trees out front. I know, see, it's and a the lot little of fun. sand walkway up to the door and the honeycomb-shaped uh, door. Mm-hmm. Yes. What it's, is this? A gallery for ants? What is this? A center for ants. It's it's unique. Well, like I said, I had a bunch of miniatures, so. Well, what do we do with that? Well, let's make a miniature gallery. That way it can travel around as well. So it can make appearances for birthdays and weddings, by the way. Oh, so, my website. Yes, oh. My website also, if you'd like to work, look at work, is, is much simpler. It's idofdav.com. Idofdav.com. Very good. Anything else you've got going on, David, that you want to let these people know are hundreds of thousands of listeners yeah. that you helped to build? Although I ch- miss you guys. Let me say that. I really do miss that. Uh, but I'm, I've had to concentrate on some other things for a while, and now I'm concentrating on this. And I still have the key to the door at the radio station, so I can come in any time, Rob. I changed the locks so that way David <laughs> would not do that. But Jim, I can sneak in. You'll see someday when you least expect it. But you're always welcome here, of course, and so is everyone else. Come to City Market. City Market's going to be cool. Come down to City Market. Visit our good friend, David Laughlin. Thank you for coming and appearing on the 100th episode of Art on the Air as a part of Field Notes. Thanks, Dave. My pleasure. Thanks. Love you all. Take care. Come visit. And, of course, that was our interview with David Laughlin down at City Market. And I miss David... I miss his beard, mostly. That's the main thing I miss about David. But I got a chance to see it down at his city market gallery. Gallery number one, which is pretty cool. And that world's smallest gallery that he has put a call into the Guinness Book of World Records to try to do, I really hope he gets that. I think that would be a pretty cool thing for Savannah and for City Market, I think would be, that'd be a lot of fun. And um, and he wants to curate shows for that. So if you got some really tiny pieces, David has, as he mentioned in the interview, has the opportunity there to bring in guest artists without having to go through the normal approval process. So maybe you could be the next artist in the world's smallest gallery. Thanks, David, for coming out and talking with me for the 100th episode that was a lot of fun. So 
Let's get to our in-studio guest today. As I mentioned, we've got Angela Burson here. Real quick, actually, I should do this. You're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. I am Rob Hessler, your host here. And as I mentioned, we got Angela Burson in studio. Angela, let me read your bio here, give a formal introduction to the show. We've already said hello, but Angela Burson is a visual artist working in a variety of media, including painting, drawing, sculpture, and needlework. She is an alumni of Savannah College of Art and Design, where she received her BFA in painting in 1991. A native of Liberty, Missouri, the Savannah, Georgia-based artist has exhibited her work across the U.S. and abroad, including at the Leedy Volkos Art Center in Kansas City, Missouri, the SCAD Museum of Art, Kobo Gallery, Location Gallery in Savannah, and Gallery Most in, I'm going gonna to have to help me with this one, Podgorica, Montenegro. Podgorica. What's that? Podgorica, Montenegro. Podgorica. I think. I oh mean, I, gosh, it was a long gonna... journey, so we're, I'm not we're... 100% sure I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Her latest exhibition, Peep Show, opens this Friday, October 18th at Location Gallery, 5 to 8 p.m. Angela Burson, let me give you a formal welcome to Art on the Air today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. You know, um, as I mentioned, I've been a fan of Angela's work for a while. In fact, the paintings that I bought... For of hers were from a show at Nonfiction Gallery, which is no longer around, but that was kind of part of the Art Rise Savannah trifecta of Art Rise, the sort of the Art Walk, Nonfiction Gallery, and then Savannah Art Informer. That was very cool and and uh, picked up those pieces there as part of that group show. That was back in 2014, so it was really cool to to finally now have you on this radio show for episode 100. I'm so, honored that you are a collector. <laughs> so let's um let's talk about your work then. I think this is be let, let's let's take a step way back because you know you sent over your CV, your list of shows that you've been in and it is very impressive. It's actually two pages long y'all. It's uh there's a lot of a lot of shows here. And I want to, but I want to take a step back and how did you, you know, obviously you went to school for art, but how did you get involved in art initially? Like what were you like one of those kids that's just like instantly into art or did you kind of find it as time went on? I always enjoyed making art and I took some art classes at our local museum in Kansas City called the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. I took classes. I never really thought I was any good. My sister was the artist in the family, and she mm. she was great. She could draw and paint, and everything looked real. And ah. and um, I just thought that I was terrible, but I enjoyed it. And um, I had to take one art class in high school. I took it at the very end of high school. Okay, okay. I just it was a disaster. And then I went to college, and I had zero idea what I wanted to do. I went to a small college in my hometown called William Jewell College. Okay. My parents kind of made me go there. It was free for me. And they said, just go there for a year and then you can go wherever you want. So I see. I see. I took an art class and the the professor would set up these still lifes and um, I would draw them completely wrong. Like my angles were way off. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm plants look like monsters my filing I remember there was a filing cabinet the angles were just wrong and he said he brought it up in class pinned it up and he said uh like in a critique he was like this is all wrong but there's something really great about it like there's an energy there's a boldness like all the mistakes were just like really made hard you know you were all and in on the I was mistakes. all in and and that just it made me really happy just knowing that it didn't have to be perfect. It didn't have to look like, you know, what I thought art was supposed to look like, which was kind of photorealistic and, you know, a bird should look like a bird. And Right. So, like, you had the – you didn't necessarily have the technical expertise, but you had, like, the spark in you in I some I did. Way. And I thought, I love this. Mm. I remember it. I was terrible. But I loved it. And it was like the first thing in my life that I felt like I loved. And um, and in that, throughout well, that yeah, whole year. Well, yeah, your parents year, make you go to college. You're like, eh. <laughs> well, I mean, I wanted to go to college. I just had zero. I, they were like, you should be in PR. 
I, don't, I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, what does that mean? Like when you're like, that's the dream of every right. high school. Girl. I want to be in PR. They're like, you're good with people. You're friendly, you know. And um, so I just remember that. And then knowing that I wanted to go to art school. And mm. so I ended up going to the Savannah College of Art and Design after that. Very cool. So, yeah. So so that that spark led you to say, OK, you know what? I'm really going to try to do something now that's that's arts very specifically art related right yeah well okay so then you you transition to to scad and i'm kind of curious here like at what point do you start to develop this sort of new century modernist kind of style because like you know i as i was mentioning to you before we went on the air i i got your you know your cv and i kind of been aware of your work for the last couple of years and i don't know i guess i just had this idea in my head that you looked like one of the characters from your painting <laughs> and like you know like you're maybe kind of fresh out of school or something like that and it's very I don't know exactly how to put it but you've been working you've actually been in I mean your your show list your starts in 1993 and goes to Friday right. this coming Friday <laughs> yeah. so like wh- how did that st- your style sort of develop well I started working immediately like as soon as I got out of college and even in college you know I feel like I was exploring a lot of the same themes mm-hmm. in my work like if I look back at my work there's a lot of similar mm. things that are happening in Savannah College of Art and Design I remember doing a dresser in a room and I lived on an old house on Jones Street mm-hmm. and I pay like $200 a month rent. Oh, just forget about that. <laughs> just get, don't, don't listen out there, that kids, that's, that's not happening. So um, I had this, and it, the apartment was in this huge mansion and it came with its own dresser that was like stinky and, you know, mothball-y, but uh-huh. it was beautiful. And I remember doing a painting of it. Like it was something, like an object that you would want to just have a painting of. Okay, okay. And, um, and that, when I look at my work now, I mean, I do that now. You know, I have uh, just an object, a piece of furniture in a room, like, and I put newspaper on it because I didn't like the way the paint looked, um, in a, so it created this sort of pattern, okay. which is also something that, you know, I always do in my work. I, um, I you know, kind of cover with this flat pattern. Well, um, so, like, so what you're saying is, is that your subject matter the kind of subject matter that you're even using today, it was like really instinctual from that early on. Yes. I always would, I'd find, I remember in a critique at SCAD, I did my, someone's golf clubs and they had a plaid bag and the leather straps and, you know, they're very old school. Mm-hmm. And, and someone said, you're, whatever you paint, it looks like those were like, Roy Rogers golf clubs or like they were had some celebrity like feel like uh-huh. this weird antique like ghostly uh, or not ghostly but the sort of quality that made them seem like they were magical or special in some way even if they were just a little you know set of golf clubs sitting in a corner well we're kind of talking about the philosophy of your artwork so mm-hmm. I, I want to ask this question we at the end of the show we're going to have a, a three big question segment but i think that this this is a question that was submitted for that but i think fits in right now and this is actually from my um from my mom so i'm going to give her a shout out karen gilman uh she asked does your artwork represent something about you and i kind of wonder like that because they're they're almost honoring objects and a lot of the the, your paintings I wonder though like you say that dresser and you sort of had this connection but I'm wondering like and you you just use the word magical uh-huh. like all these <laughs> objects are magical so I'm like wondering how does that they are I would say most not all of the work but a lot of it is autobiographical the things in them mean something to me and that might not obviously a viewer isn't going or isn't going to know that about what the actual meaning is for me but um like in a in a painting that i have on i think it's one that peter used as the show card peep show it's like a dresser it has a a vanity it has like a a little doll and a wig and that's sort of based on this childhood memory that i or experience that i had with my grandmother's vanity she Mm -hmm. had a vanity and it had a doily with a brush, a comb, and a mirror that were like fancy and silver. And then she had a wig that I was absolutely never allowed to touch. (laughs) And I would just sort of beg her like, please, can I just comb my hair? Can I just comb my hair with your beautiful silver comb? And she, you know, let me and then 
put it back, you know, and it was like this sort of just this very right. Like, it was off limits to me. Well, your work does and, feel precious to me. I think that there is something like I don't know. They're like the objects all feel very consciously placed mm -hmm. and precious in that sense. And I, I think it really, you know, it really suits. Like you, you talk about the the dresser that you did the painting of, but you didn't say I did a painting of a dresser. You talked about the story of living on Jones Street, two hundred dollars a month, and like you go through the story like it's invoking the memory, mm -hmm. not just what the painting itself is. Right. Yeah. I think all the paintings I. I put them together in a way that it's not really representing a real space, but things are meaningful within the space. Right, right, right. For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. I am Rob Hessler, your host, and our in-studio guest this week is Angela Burson. Now, you graduated from SCAD in 91, but then you also moved to Savannah in the early 2000s. So like you had a period where you were away from Savannah and then you came back to Savannah and then you started kind of getting involved in, in the local Savannah art scene. So let's talk about that period of kind of coming back and getting back into Savannah and saying, okay, well now I live here and I'm really gonna engage with the, the community. So how did that kind of work? Like the transition back well, to Savannah? Well, when we moved back, I think I entered a show at Gutstein Gallery, okay. which was Red Gallery at that time, and it was called Cross Currents, and it it was a show that was supposed to be about water or the ocean or something like that. And I did all these paintings of ships, mm. and it was I, as you know, I'd been painting this whole time. So in Missouri, I was painting, I was having maybe one show a year. I had little kids, so I had a pretty busy life, but I always tried to just have this like one show or just you know really stay involved and so moving to Savannah gave me more opportunities because we we're living in this like tiny little Missouri place that didn't have a lot of show opportunities right right um, so I was like this is great there's so many artists and so many cool people and you know SCAD was there and I felt you already okay. had a connection going coming back yeah, to Savannah since I was a, so yeah. as a SCAD alum, I could enter these shows and things like that, and they used a lot of this work for like a design project in a mm. magazine. So I sort of got connected right away through SCAD to doing these projects. That's and then great. I, so, I feel like it just took off from there. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, but I think what's interesting is like you're mentioning you get these reconnections through SCAD, but actually in recent years, like in the last five, six, seven years, you're, these shows are not really related to SCAD whatsoever. No. I mean, a couple of, you know, being involved in a couple of shows at the old Space Gallery on, it's the, it was called the Department of Cultural Affairs, then the gallery space that's there. Obviously, you've done a ton of stuff with location galleries, so you obviously transition to a certain extent from doing predominantly SCAD-based projects into doing projects with the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so which how did I, that work out? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to read, like, I didn't want to just do one thing. Mm -hmm. There were so many people that said, you're an artist, you know, and I've been making work this whole time, but no one really knew because it was just sort of filtering into you know, a project here or there. And um, I wasn't really having shows, so I thought, I'm going to make an effort to go and, you know, if I see a community opening, you know, that says we're looking for submissions for the show, I just start entering everything. And then I started to get to know people outside of that SCAD community. Right, right. Uh, but it took, you know, it took a few years. It just, it just happened naturally, though. Right. And I mean, I think also, you know, around 2008, 2009, the recession closed a lot of galleries and things transitioned a little bit. And it's really been since kind of the last five, six years, like Art Rise coming around, DeSoto Row, Sulphur Studios becoming established, and now, of course, recently, Location Gallery and Peter and getting you involved. I mean, you've been in, I don't know, half a dozen or more shows with Peter now as well. I who, think, um, Peter Roberts of yeah. Location Gallery. And Tobia Makeover, uh -huh. she um, she introduced me to Peter, so I have her to thank for that. Very cool. We've she had Tobia on twice all. before. I love she Tobia. She sent an email saying, you've got to know, Peter, you've got to know her and vice versa. So uh, Oh my gosh, great. the two it of was... you are a perfect combination. <laughs> it makes perfect sense that you'd have yeah. the show at Location Gallery. 
opening up this week. And I do want to get into a, a, a longer discussion about that work because I it's the exhibition is called Peep Show and it opens up this Friday, October 18th over at Location Gallery. That's at 417 Whitaker Street in the area known as Middle Earth is what I've been heard. It's that it's called as far as the art areas. But let's take a really quick break here and we will get right into that. On the other side of the break, we're going to dive right into talking all about Peep Show. Let's get back to our in-studio interview here with Angela Burson. And as we mentioned, we've got her in the studio mostly because I really just wanted to talk about her art and I needed a reason to talk about her work because as I've mentioned at the beginning of the show, I am a big fan of her work. We want to talk about her exhibition, Peep Show, which is opening this Friday, October 18th over at Location Gallery. That's at 417 Whitaker Street. Let's talk about the show. So, Peep Show, that's kind of a provocative name. Where does that come from? What, what is this, what are, what's the premise of the show? Well, when Peter and I were talking about this, we were actually thinking of he was going to make some paper cutouts that would cover the artwork and he would open the door ah. and look at the work. Well, that seemed like actually not that possible, or maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll do that at some point, but... You're t- the t- you together, the two of you, I would just say in the future... I let me let me say that I would be very supportive of that idea. I think that sounds. Very I think cool. it's a very fun idea. I think it would take a lot of work on his part. <laughs> yes, it would. Get to um, work, Peter. So yeah. Um, so we, you know, I was thinking of the idea. I we still kept the of the peep show, which is kind of like looking in on something, mm-hmm. which makes sense for my work because, in a way, you um, you are looking in on a little room, or you are looking in at a little scene or of some kind and i would like to point people towards the art on the air facebook page where we've posted up several promo images that angela sent our way or you can also look at up angela burson on instagram and that is a good way to check out some of her work and she also has a facebook artist page which we've also shared on the art on the air facebook page as well so you can find an easy link there or you can just look up angela burson you can see a lot of her images and yes there is that feel of you're looking in on some thing and i made a few um with that in mind so that i haven't posted on anything so you're gonna have to come to the show to see them Mm. one is a ufo parked in a garage okay (laughs) and then there is um also a shower scene (laughs) ah well you know so it's funny i talked to peter about you coming on the show i said i wanted to get you to come on the radio show and peter roberts and i are good friends and and he said your work is a little naughty is how he (laughs) described it I think there is a little element of that, but also I think I have a sense of humor. Uh, okay. And, you know, so some may be more serious than others, but I do always try to have a sense of humor and I play into the weirdness. Like, I love it when something weird happens. When when I'm just putting my composition down and I have something that's really off, like a lot of times if I am doing a head, which I know there's been a lot of talk about headless people. We're going to talk people, about that. We're going to talk about But that. when I do a head, sometimes the like one eye is much larger or, you know, an angle will be really off on and the chair will look like it's floating or and I, I use all those mistakes and weird. I, I love the weirdness because I think that's what it makes it unique or different. And it also is just a little bit off. Which yeah, well, and that's what I was about mm-hmm. to say is like is like when I look, there's one of the pieces that we posted up and it's kind of a bedroom scene and there's mm-hmm. the, it's called Rabbit is right? the name of the image and there's all, all of these rabbits and there's a cat in the window actually and we can maybe talk about that. But the perspective is a little weird and I'm like looking at it, but it's like it's not weird in that you're looking at it and saying this person has no idea what they're doing. It's super well rendered, but it's weird and off enough that it makes you just feel a little uncomfortable looking at it. And I'm assuming and that's kind of what you're saying. You're going yeah, for that. I, I am going for that. But I'm also that is happening naturally. 
So I'm not trying to correct it, though. So Mm -hmm. I I put down an idea, and I usually do it pretty quickly. And in that case, I was looking at Frida Kahlo's hospital bed in her Henry Ford painting. And um, I mimicked the bed from her piece. And then I put my own guy in it. And I put this little character in the corner that I wanted to be like a little ghost or... Maybe you're not sure if that person's really there or if it's um, they're dressed in gray and they have a Lamal haircut, like a, a mullet mm. with blonde tips. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have to be really old to know who Lamal is, but um, he did like never in the ending story. Oh, so. yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like we had one very observant listener brian Mm -hmm. mcgregor who noted the bed was the frida kahlo bed because he was saying that he had seen the documentary uh or either the movie frida or the documentary and like saw noticed the the similarity (laughs) there that that bed was in there so that's really interesting so shout out to brian mcgregor for figuring that out (laughs) good job this made me think of something and this was one of the questions that somebody submitted for three big questions but i think it's appropriate now Lisa Rosenmeyer asked, how would you define your art style? Because I'm sort of, we've been kind of like dancing around that a little bit. And I said sort of that mid-century modern look, right. but it's not, that's not quite right. You're using some of the like furniture kind of looks like that. But... Right. And I'm using the furniture to create sort of a time period or or almost like a a context. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, mm-hmm. so... I, I don't know. That's a hard question. I feel like it's a little surrealistic because I, I am making it up and I'm not um, stay, saying I'm not trying to be realistic. But then it's it's um, I have I just don't know. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I've had that happen for me before when um, so I have this gallery that I work with in Los Angeles and they Lois Lambert Gallery and they asked me well, what do you, what style is your work? And I was like, I don't know, you make it up. You know, and they had to kind of come up. So Peter, tell her what her style is and then we'll just go with that, right? I mean, because it's hard, <laughs> yeah. I think, for us. And, you know, you we, we're talking about your paintings now, but, you know, you do embroidery and sculpture and all this other stuff. And so it's like, oh, let me put myself in this little box. Right, it is hard. And it's hard to define yourself with, a, you know, having a style because it, it seems like something for an art historian to yeah, come in. Yeah, like later, like later, down the line, when right? the, you can see who's making what at different times um, in you know history. And so I can't say that I am aligned with, say, a surrealist because that happened a really long time ago. Right. So, but it has elements of that, and and then it also has you know I think of like David Hockney and things like. I could see that right. for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what can people expect at the opening reception? I mean, what have you got? I mean, obviously, you've kind of gone away from the actual peep show. But you mentioned, you know, there's going to be this piece of a of a um, uh, UFO in a garage and the shower scene and stuff. So you're kind of planning some little surprises for the viewer. Well, I, I always I kept the peep show thing in mind the whole time. when And I actually made all this work after... I would say early summer. I ah. um, so so you've made all of this all like of within this. the last five five yeah. months, four or five I mean, months. I, I had started a lot of things earlier, but you know I had commissions and I had things that I had to do, and um, so I got in a car wreck on oh, no. June the seventh, and I had to I couldn't work at my job, so I had just been painting like crazy because that's all I was able to do because I had broken some bones and um it was luckily my left paint all day it was I know (laughs) so it was my left arm so my right arm was fully functioning and and I hence the painting about the broken arm yes and that one's called car wreck and I I list and the date of the car wreck so the sling um means something well, and that certainly answers the question on whether or not you're putting yourself into these paintings. I mean, yeah. that's a very literal, you know, yeah. event that happened during the process of making the show. Right. And I had uh, earlier in my paintings, I have I have slings in them, like an arm sling, um, because my friend Bill had rotator cuff surgery or something. And I was looking at him 
and thought, oh, that would be a great thing to add to my work because I like the idea of injury and imperfection Mm -hmm. and, you know, perseverance and things like that. So I had painted the sling and then it actually happened to me. So maybe you people were like <laughs> making that <laughs> comment that maybe I my art happened to me. <laughs> oh, that is really funny. Yeah, you should be careful. Be careful yeah. from here on out. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity actually to ask a question that was that that was another one that was submitted for three big questions, which I think is appropriate now for Michael Mahaffey. He he mentioned your compos- compositions seem very well thought out but maintain an air of ease and flow. How much planning do you do before you start a painting? Is there a lot of preliminary sketching or do you jump right in? So for Peep Show, did you just like sit down and start making work? or were Yeah, you I jumped right in. I just took some vine charcoal and just drew it on the, I didn't think about it at all. I would, I would draw it, you know, immediately, just what I thought it it should be and then I kind of worked out the Mm -hmm. angles and the you know which chair I wanted or or you know if it was a dress or a suit or something like that. Do you start with idea or are you starting with like composition and then kind of like I start with an idea. Okay yeah very cool. Yeah so I mean and sometimes I have uh, like on my computer I have a file that says source material and Mm -hmm. if I'm not sure what I want to do I just start flipping through my little pictures and it might be random things like a trailer or a, you know, a vase or a chair or a dresser or, you know, maybe some, uh, just any, a, a portrait, a doll, a toy, any, I just have all these weird things that somehow like spoke to me and I keep them in a file and I bring them out when I feel when it's the time, urge. Right? Well, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. It's like almost like the the modern day like sketchbook like you're just mm-hmm. and I know people will do that with like Instagram I'm working on a project right now where we're we're just throwing out like videos and songs and images and we have these mm-hmm. folders and it's just this huge list of source material but there's like w- there's literally one sketch <laughs> and the whole project is put together by gathering source material in that way so it's really I don't know that's interesting it, um I with my needlepoint which I, I don't think we have any images up, but um, mm-hmm. Is I'll there do work really in show? fast. No, no, I have one piece I could put in. Maybe I'll ask Peter if he wants to. Stick this on the wall. <laughs> it might be, it might not match, but but I, I will just draw it out really fast and then it'll take me months to execute it. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, why did I, this is such a stupid idea and I'm spending all this time. <laughs> and they usually turn out all right, but it's funny that I'll, the idea part is fast and then the commitment to the idea always is you know a very long process well and your your work is so well refined and it's like you know the the colors are all perfect and everything is where it needs to be in just the right place and and um so i think that makes a lot of sense we've been talking a lot about three big questions so i think we need to get to that i want to get to that segment we're kind of running a little shorter on time than i would like so i want to get to that real quick i just want to mention again you're listening to art on the air on wruulp savannah georgia 107.5 fm wruu.org we are savannah soundings community radio with global soul let's get to three big questions Now it's time for Three Big Questions with your host, Rob Hessler. All right, well, we got through a number of the questions that were submitted, but I've broken it down to three questions. And I think that we need to ask this one first because it got a lot of play on Facebook when I posted this up. Why the lack of heads? (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, not... Every painting <laughs> is lacking a head, but the I started cutting off the heads um, when I didn't want it to be a specific person. It represented at first. It represented me as a figure, and I thought of it more as a mannequin. Mm. And um, then you just have you don't have this identity like. Oh, this is Angela. This is my sister, Alexis. Or, you know, there was no, you don't just come to it with an assumption about who the person is. And then I, I started giving them cameos, like the little uh, jewelry. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would give a little face in there. So it was almost like an identity. But I still cut off their head. And then I like putting the tags in the collar. 
And um, oh, I think okay. one of my first pieces. I, I've seen where, that in your pieces okay, a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I sometimes I'll put my initials in there or like a little lightning bolt or, you know, I I did a pair of underwear for Peep Show. I just put L for large. <laughs> <laughs> I just have fun. I have fun with those little details. And I think that's what makes my work fun and interesting for me is to have all these little details and messages and strange little things that happen Right. It's like for yourself. It is. And I love it's just like, how can I make a tag? It's also fun to, <laughs> to you know, for when other people see that. And I love that. You're, I love your answer there. There's it's interesting because we had Lisa Rosemeyer on a couple of weeks ago and she was, of course, the artist who was in Location Gallery before your show. And she talked about the reason why she used animals is because she wanted to take away like gender and specific people mm-hmm. and just stick to the message and like you're doing a different way which is much more disturbing <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still I mean I feel like I am actually doing the opposite because they are very gendered like there's a dress which you think of as being something a woman would wear when you know it could be anyone really wearing yeah. it but I also then I might give them like a power tie and a you know money like I give them power and money with a purse or you know ah. I'll, like start to add these little things that that I think of as making this person powerful that's awesome you know as somebody who's been a fan of your work for a long time it's so cool to get mm-hmm. all these little background details it makes it even more exciting and when you're mentioning this I'm like thinking about pieces I've seen of yours over the years and I'm like oh the tag that's mm-hmm. right and like the little details and so that'll be a lot of fun that'll be fun for the people who come to the show to to take a look and try to find those little top secret little things. That'll be a lot of fun. Well, let's get to this question from Heather Young Dolinar. I think this is Heather Young is a, is a, a very good artist. And uh, most recently she's been on the show before she had an exhibit over at Grand Bohemian Gallery this year as part of their Savannah series. She asks, all of your characters are so well dressed. Who inspires your fashion? Well, I have this book called, 100 years of menswear Mm. and I love it and I get a lot of my suits a lot of times I will also make up the fashion but I'll look at some of the details from this book it's all about menswear so um, I just make them into women (laughs) (laughs) or you know or sometimes men but um, that is where I get a lot of my fashion ideas and I also I love ties and patterns and so it's Mm. I make up you know I I use this sort of I have a form which is like a suit and a tie and a collar and sort of Victorian Mm -hmm. um, things but then I I choose the color and I you know I sort of curate I'm almost like a fashion designer in my own painting and I think of myself as an interior designer with my uh, my little scenes too you know I, I just get to have fun actually creating these things without having to sew them or make them or like well and like you mentioned doing the sketching for the embroidery project and then you're like oh my gosh so that's just a little a taste of doing doing actual you know fashion design and making those pieces and and i love doing that repetitive the patterns the sewing i love all that repetitive part yeah yeah very cool well we've got one more question here Our third question, and I have to admit, I'm kind of annoyed by this question, but we're going to have a discussion about it. I only got a couple more minutes, but I think this will be the perfect way to finish up. What is your favorite color? Do you like soup? If so, what is your favorite? (laughs) Ah, my favorite color is probably like a mossy green. Okay. His was green as well. So (laughs) Adam Messer, who asked the question, is a host on this uh, station as well on Sundays. So green, a mossy green is your favorite okay. color. Okay, and I do like soup. I really like a fresh tomato bisque with a baguette with lots of butter on it. I mean, that actually oh. sounds a little bit good, but you're wrong. Soup is disgusting, oh, and you no! should just throw it in the trash. <laughs> 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 all right, well, that's all the time that we have today, Angela Burson. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Let me give all the details of the exhibition again. Of course, it opens... Peep Show opens this Friday, October 18th at Location Gallery. That's at the Austin Hill Realty Building at 417 Whitaker Street. That's going to be from 5 to 8 p.m. It's going to be a great show. I think it's a perfect, it's a really good night. You got your show and then there's Jose Ray's show at Sulphur Studios. So 
hit up location first, then head down to Sulphur Studios, hit up that show. I think that's a great pairing for that night. I'm excited. Thank you so much, Angela. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It was really fun. That's all about all the time that we've got for the show today. We're going to finish up with our field note with Jose Ray talking about his exhibition, Flora. Next week on the show, we're going to have a couple of representatives from the Savannah Clay community to talk about what they've got going on. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. Looking forward to that. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next Wednesday and every Wednesday to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5, and streaming worldwide at WRUU.org. Here's Jose Ray. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air Field Notes. I am with Jose Ray and special guest, second interviewer, Kerry Williamson. Jose, we're in your studio now. What you got going on? I have a lot of paintings strewn all about the house right now, getting them wall ready for the show at Sulphur. The show will be up the 17th through the 19th from noon to five each day, viewing hours. But the reception, this Friday, six to nine. October 18th. Yeah, that's right. So what's the name of the show? The name of the show is Flora. These are all floral-themed mixed-media works, large-scale. The largest one is four by five, and the smallest is two by two, so all just a, a range of sizes within that general square footage. And we've posted the opening reception event on the Art on the Air Facebook page. Now, some people might be familiar with the style of your work from your show last year at Henny Penny, but you've really taken it to another level with these pieces. So talk a little bit about that. Why, thank you. It's good to be on that next level now. I <laughs> <laughs> Before that last show, I was always working larger with murals and things on a really large scale. So I knew I always wanted to get there, but there was such intricacy and drawing detail on those. I was kind of exploring and figuring out my working technique with those smaller pieces, knowing that if I really got into it, I would want to take them to this larger scale. And so now it's, it's great to see them here now and see, see them doing how I, how I really envision them. What can people expect from the reception? Because these are really, I mean, they're huge and they're on panel. They're not framed like the other pieces were. Uh-huh. This is like kind of a very different experience sort of as a viewer looking at these so what can people expect at the opening well as you said the scale of them is to like and working as a muralist i'm always thinking about design and the way something hits you from across the street or down the block so there's some of that aspect of of just taking in this large splash colorscape that that's on the on the canvas but as you walk up to it you start to realize these other little intricacies in there and they're actually little Almost like those smaller versions you talked about earlier, there's almost a lot of those within each one of these large mm. pieces. And that's kind of the idea that you can view it from back and far and see it as this just large kind of design and then get in further and see all these little intricate worlds and these little moments within there. You know, it's interesting because we're in your studio right now and there's these pieces are everywhere. I mean, they've literally uh-huh. taken over the downstairs area of your house and... I kind of wish that, to a certain extent, that the viewer could be like walking in here because I do feel like I'm in the middle of all of these pieces. Well, that is a great segue to the fact that I'm going to build an installation at the show also because these are, I guess they're technically landscapes, but they're more details of landscapes, I would say. So I want to pull all these little elements or these little vignettes of landscapes into one larger landscape or environment. So... What you're feeling right now, I want to recreate for the guests there. And I think probably even in an even more impressive manner where you're not just like part of your landscape is my wall of records and there's my like bags of Blick varnishes and stuff all over the place and a cat running wild in the house. Well, I think we could probably add the cat in. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty fun. Just these wild felines running through like these little floral elements. Well, I was thinking about the fact that I listened to your last show, and it really reminds me you were talking about how you wrote your last book and you did all of your pictures first before you wrote any words. And that's really what I was thinking about when I looked at all of these. I was like, these could very easily, it looks like, just have come out of a book, like a kid's book, a very fantastical world that you've built. And I wonder, did you bring any of that illustration when you were thinking about those books that you wrote? Did that influence any of this that you're doing now? Nice, that's a great tie-in. And I wouldn't say a direct correlation there, but there's always this kind of whimsy and fun kind of element to it. 
And sometimes I'm looking at these, I'm like, okay, are they getting too, like, fantastical, like, too Seussian? But, I mean, that's just kind of what I end up doing anyway. So I'm like, don't fight it. And what I've realized is that the more I can let myself go, that's what keeps me in these, is I start with a rendering. Like, I'm rendering a flower or Mm. a group of flowers. But the watercolor lends so much to abstract form that kind of implies organic shapes that represent flowers mm-hmm. i can let some be just these little splots little splashes here and because i've rendered a group of them it's implied there's like the suspension right. of disbelief there that those are flowers right. so then i can also go in and just noodle where i'm just doodling which i i was doing a lot when i was at scad and i've always been really interested in but hadn't quite found the best vehicle for it and i think this is it where i can just do like meditative or intuitive drawing, yeah. I can do that within here. So that keeps me, as an artist, like my, my drawing for drawing's sake part that I, I really get something from. Well, I want to ask you about that particular term. You've used this in almost every time I've interviewed you, <laughs> the term noodling. So noodling. describe what that means for you. Well, I guess some people might call it doodling, but it's just when you're – I always reference like when you're in class or you're at work and – you're there, you're listening, but you're just kind of like doodling or noodling on the side of your page. Like that's for me what that is. But the way I was doing it, I wasn't necessarily drawing pictures. They would almost be like mandala drawings where I draw a shape and then draw a shape off of that and draw a shape off of that and shape. And they just keep doing that until you get into the groove basically. And that's what I really find I can do with these. Starting's the hardest part, right? You're like uh, trying to get this thing. And as soon as you get past that logical, that headspace, then you can Then I realize I'm just on the floor. I'm noodling. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a funny term, but these works are beautiful. They're incredible. And I do second Kiri's notion that it does sort of feel like you're creating a world here. And I think it's going to be a great exhibition. Jose Ray, the exhibition is called Flora. Thank you so much for being on Art on the Air Field Notes today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Happy 100th episode. Thank you, Jose. I appreciate that. (laughs) That does it for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your hosts Rob Hustler here on WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. You can catch Art on the Air live every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. You can also catch the last 10 episodes of our show on the WRUU archives. That's at www.wruu.org forward slash shows forward slash art dash on dash the dash air. Again, you can listen to the last 10 episodes there, including this one. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch up with you next week where we'll have another great artist on the air. Love